1: three two one cue music
0: this is movies first with alex first and chris coleman let us get into movies first as it is the october season that means movies with a halloween theme abound and for this one we go back several halloweens to halloween 1997 alex first tell us more about boys
1: in the trees well firstly we've got to say this is an australian movie chris now when was the last great Australian movie? It, I have this discussion with you so frequently. It's been a while; it even has longer been longer than a I while. think
0: most people would like.
1: Yeah, I agree, and it's time. It really is. This is 108 minutes. It's rated M in Australia, and it's the last night of high school for Corey and Django. Corey, played by Toby Wallace, Django by Justin Holbrough, and it's their last night. It's also the last night for their skater gang. So childhood's over, adult life beckons. But for Corey, his past, well, it's got some unfinished business. And when he encounters Jonah, Gulliver McGrath, a former childhood friend who's now prey to Django's cruelty, Corey takes pity on him, agrees to walk him home for old time's sake. And what starts off is just a stroll through empty suburban streets descends into something darker and magical. They tell each other ghost stories. They draw upon their fears of the world around them. But on the night of the grave's delight, another way of saying Halloween, even the most buried truths are going to find a way of coming to life. The writer and director is Nicholas Verso. He says that everyone has a friend they never properly said goodbye to or an aspect of their childhood dreams they feel they've abandoned. And he says Boys in the Trees is a chance to say all the things we never get a chance to say. I think that's probably true. You know, you'd love to have another conversation with somebody. You know, We talked about Ouija or Ouija in an earlier episode of Movies First. And yeah, you try to sort of, well, stimulate that sort of part of you that says, oh, one more conversation. Anyway, Verso says the script was heavily influenced and coloured by memories of adolescent wanderings through the suburbs late at night telling ghost stories and urban legends. The producer of Boys in the Trees is John Malloy, and he says this talks directly to young people who are contemplating who they want to be. And he maintains that in the transition from childhood to young adulthood, we all make decisions that will frame the person we'll become. Well, fair fair and reasonable Mm -hmm. statement too. Regardless of that though, I thought that Boys in the Trees was an overly long, overly slow movie about growing up and bullying with a fantasy backdrop. And perhaps I should start with a gross generalisation that I happen to believe is true. Adolescent boys lag behind adolescent girls when it comes to mature thinking at an early age.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: Yeah, well, uh, and that's what we're talking about here. As a girl who's keen on Cory, points out to him in no uncertain terms. She's played by Mitzi Ruhlman. And to me, she's one of the few grounding forces in this movie. Because bullying's alive and well for Corey's supposed best mate, Django, who likes to ride roughshod over everyone and everything. There's far too much fantasy for my liking, Chris, and it regularly goes off on tangents within that fantasy realm. I really found Boys in the Trees difficult to warm to. It did not push my buttons. I was heartily pleased. Ah, I was delighted when it ended.
0: Yeah. Just who who were the stars of this again? because y there's been nothing that sort of registered with me no, during well, the none course of the of mate, it.
1: Toby Wallace, Justin Holborough, Gulliver McGrath, and the young lady Mitzi Ruleman. So they're they're hardly household names at this point anyway.
0: Yeah, okay. Look, well, maybe some names to keep an eye out for in the future. Uh, I I'm intrigued, again, looking through the, the the bits and pieces about this, that the script Five years ago, won mm. an award at the New York Lesbian and Gay Film Festival for best narrative screenplay. Now, obviously, that means that somewhere along the line, it, it, it's it's lit some fuses. I'm intrigued as to how it fits into the Lesbian and Gay Film Festival. As yeah, well, because but, it doesn't well, seem to
1: ta- what you've said there doesn't seem to tally with with. Well, in terms of friendships and so on, I mean, you know, they can be straight or they can be gay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I just wonder whether it's whether something's been lost in translation between the page and the screen. You know.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I I just think this is a small movie, and and my question is, should we be? I've got no idea who funded this, but I'd I'd like to put money into ventures that are going to be a bit more populist. Look, I I suppose that I mean there was one uh, girl asleep that came out recently that I didn't like at all that won all these awards. It put me to sleep. No, but I, I just... I, I want us to do films that more people get to see and really enjoy. Uh, I mean, I, I think that they need to be made for all audiences and, I mean, Girl Asleep supposedly tapped into that adolescent angst that, that you know, growing up is all about. But, uh, yeah, it's not Lantana, let's put it that way. OK. Uh, the point you make is
0: interesting and and a while ago... Uh, I heard an interview with Frederick Forsyth, uh, the mm. author, and he said a lot of people uh, pay out on me, or words to that effect, because I write books that that sell a lot of uh, of copies. Uh, yes, you know, I, I write books that are popular. Where's the crime? You know, or words to that effect. And and I think ha, have we just lost? that, that you know, you're making a movie. There's a reason why you're making a movie and you're ploughing all this money into it because it's not a cheap exercise. Even a low-budget movie is not cheap.
1: No, it's not.
0: Are, are, are we forgetting that in Australia, that one of, the reasons forgetting... to, one of the reasons to make movies is so that people will actually go and see them?
1: We're not forgetting it. What we're trying to do is come up with something that hasn't been done before, which is becoming increasingly difficult. Yeah. And... That's not just true about Australians, that's true the world over. Originality now, you think about the number of movies that you've seen, the Hollywood blockbusters, where one after another, you know, the bad guys get it until the baddest and meanest and darkest of a lot of them has a showdown with the hero. Mm. They do it all the time. How many movies have ticking time bombs, right? It, it's There's such cliches and Hollywood often hasn't found a better way to do them. So independent filmmaking doesn't need though to be so obscure that three men and a dog are going to go along and see something and i think that's where they take risks on things that i don't believe need to be funded i i because whilst they you could argue they they may have their place online i i, I mean these are a lot of these films to me are almost film festival films that those people who – I mean, I I, I'd actually don't get that either. You see you, – you put a movie on that you're only ever going to see at a film festival once and then it'll be – then it'll disappear. I, I, why bother? Yeah. Surely, surely the idea of making a movie is so that people can see it. So I concur with you in that regard. I I understand that it's all about the imagination and it's a question of where that imagination goes. I wonder whether directors actually think about audiences or whether they think about what's going to move them.
0: Look, I've just had a very quick look. Mm. Uh, There is hope, okay, And there is hope in in, in the very near future. There is hope. Uh, Here are some of the Australian films that are on their way before the end of 2016, Okay. Well,
1: hang on. Are we talking about Hacksaw Ridge? Well, I
0: was going to throw Hacksaw Ridge in there.
1: Mm, Uh, Well, Hacksaw Ridge is... They're talking about possible Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah. But, But, I mean, that was made, obviously... By an Australian who is controversial, Mel Gibson. Yes, so, but it, it
0: also it also includes Sam Worthington, Hugo Weaving, Rachel Griffiths, Richard, mm-hmm. Richard Roxburgh. So, yeah, you know, it has a very large Australian Australian scattering. But I'm also going to throw a couple of others your way. You've got Lion, which is Nicole Kidman's uh, new thing now. That's just premiered in London, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, is uh, sure it, it's it's an Indian Australian production. Mm. but a a very large Australian contingent in that. Red Dog True Blue. Now, I'll I'll be the first to say that Red Dog didn't really capture me, mainly because I had been so exposed to the Red Dog story uh, on radio for years and years and years, but I know a lot of people loved it, and it comes out on Boxing Day as well. Uh, And there's a, a science fiction film called SFV-1, which has Daniel McPherson, who we haven't seen in anything for ages, no. in it. So, now so there's a few things around that that just give us a chance to to maybe uh, light some light some hope, and finally one that uh, will probably not be a huge hit, but. You remember I told you about Backyard Ashes a while ago. I think this is going to be in, mm-hmm. in a similar sort of this category. the one
1: where, where you starred, is oh, that correct?
0: Starred, I I was
1: in it. For, you, you're for, in for a second. significant role in this movie. I, I, so, was,
0: I was in it for seconds. But what, what I'm saying is there's a movie called Broke, which, uh, again, I've just heard a lot of really good whispers about, and I think it's already sort of you know, appear, appearing in some festivals and so on and is due for a wider release before the end of the year. So, Alex, there, there is hope. It's been a drought, but there is hope.
1: Yeah, look, I I hope that these are outstanding because I was thinking the last movie, last Australian movie, well, what I call an Australian movie that I really all Australian movie which didn't feature any uh, notable internationals that I can remember, Porno, P A W N O. I saw that a couple of times and thought that was very good, set in the Melbourne suburb of Footscray, Footscray, and that was really uh, you know a good good film but There haven't been too many in recent times. So, yeah, let's hope you're right. I need to give a score, do I not, to this
0: sort of Uh, strange. Boys in the
1: Trees, yeah. I was going to say this strange fantasy with sort of horror elements to it. Four out of ten. Okay. A file.
0: You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audio Stitcher, and iTunes, or your favorite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bites.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family,
1: and using the name Donnie Brasco.